in my beginning, you know, I just lived such a rich life, you know, a full life, mm. you know, that, you know, my first album was, I came out, I was 26, and I had seen so many things in the street, so my, my attitude was like, man, I, you know, I've, I've seen so much, and, mm. you know, I don't have anything to prove, I know who I am, I'm a very self-aware person. You know, so when you're self-aware, even when you're dealing with someone's ego, you you, you know when to allow it to, you know, you allow their ego to uh, live in its own space. Problem is if you when you and when you engage that energy, that's when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. If you engage the ego with your ego, then it's like okay, now something has to happen. It could keep escalating to a yeah. level that can uh, be uh, irreversible. But if you don't engage the ego, if you know how to manipulate or play around with the ego, and you give light back to darkness. Right. We all were raised in the same house, one household. So I was speaking to her the other day. I had a different speech prepared, and I just threw that away after I spoke to her. I asked her, I said, how much money did you make? And she made $20 a week. And she said, uh, no, but it was fine. You could do a lot with $20 in those days. And with that sort of attitude, that's, that's where I grew up. That's how I grew up. I grew up believing I could do anything, that I can accomplish anything because of those strong women in my house. And um, thank you. There's a knowing in being an artist. There's a knowing. You can't guess, you can't think. There's a knowing. You have to know that even if it doesn't work today, tomorrow, this artists that I play that weren't popular at the time, that I play more than I play current artists. Shiggy Otis, I suggest you just go look up Shiggy Otis. He was amazing. And at the time, it wasn't this hugely popular thing, but I think we, I think when it all said and done, we would play that music more than any other music, right? So you have to have this knowing that, okay, it may not work today, it may not work tomorrow, but this is the right thing, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what's feeding me. So I'll, that, that would be the best advice that I can, that I can give you. Just believe in what you're doing. And if you don't believe in it, then you're not doing it. You, you, you haven't figured out the thing that you do best yet. When you feel it and when you know, no one can tell you. It, you only have to be right once. Mm. And I want to remind everybody, you can say easy for you to say, Gary V, da da da. I just want to remind everybody, I only give advice that I ate. From 20 to 32 for 12 years of my life, I worked seven days a week in a liquor store every day and gave up everything. I worked. I worked 15, 16 hours a day, every single day. I did not have one Saturday off in my 20s. None. Biggest day of the week. None. Literally, 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 99% of the people in this room will take more Saturdays off tomorrow than I took off in my entire 20s. It's just true. Like, like, I just need people to know how it happens. I'm very fearful that you see me flying around with D-Rock and you think that's what happened. This is just a lot of work, a lot of work. And I'm, don't forget, I'm also rogue. I gave up on school right around fourth grade. So I was willing to take D's and F's and let them push me through the system so I could learn how to sell baseball cards and do all my things. So I've been on this for my whole life. And so, I don't know, I think entrepreneurship's in a very weird place where everybody thinks they are one. I think everybody thinks they're an entrepreneur because they write it in their Instagram bio, and I think that that's not gonna work out. I really don't. And I think self-awareness is something we need to talk more about. For so long, we were living in these neighborhoods boxed in, and those neighborhoods were our world. 
you know, a lot of people from Brooklyn and take a trip to Manhattan. You know, never been in Central Park. It's 20 minutes away mm -hmm. and it's free. It's a free park. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have never been in it. You know, our little world was all we knew. We didn't know anything outside of that world. So to look and see people that look like you uh, achieving great things is like, oh, there is more, you know, and it proves self-esteem and it proves, improves on, upon self-worth. You know, because a lot of choices are made are made from the position of, you know, my life is not worth much and I'm not, this sort of living is not much. So if I risk my life, you know, what am I really missing? But if you know, you know, how valuable human life is, you have more respect for yours and for others. Being the president of a company is a thankless job. Um, so you had better, you had better um, do it for the greater good and not for yourself because you know if you uh, have a successful artist it's just because they did it if they fail it's because you so it's, it's a no-win situation on a personal level so um, you, you have to just be focused on on the greater good and the greater good is getting you know great music out there however and, and really just re realizing that not everyone's gonna be successful and uh, I guess that's the biggest lesson I learned. We are spending not enough time listening to our employees, our vendors, and our customers, but the place where you get the disproportionate highest ROI is when you listen to your employees. Retention on the employee level is imperative, happiness is imperative, because it leads to speed. And speed is the competitive advantage that you have against your competitors in your product and service. And when nobody's worried about politics, or drama, they can worry about the work. And so, I don't wanna to spend too much time on it based on the hands, but if you were managing people and you've not had a sit down with one of your employees in the last six months or a year to find out what they care about today, whether that's money, work-life balance, title, fame, and more importantly, if you have an employee that is actually seriously important to your business, which oh, by the way means if you have one employee and they're the only employee you have and it's you and them and you do not have an understanding of what drives them, you need to have a two and a half hour dinner and create that glue because one of the biggest things I see in businesses and entrepreneurs in failing is the over-reliance on an employee that leaves and then they have to start all over for 18 months or are completely crippled by it. Um, I, I got up around eight, <laughs> had some breakfast when ran a mile, it was really tough. I a just mile. came from Aspen. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to touch it okay. a little bit. I mean, everyone can't be like you, man. Oh, I mean. <laughs> it's gone, it's gone away. So, you know, uh, ran a mile. Then I went to um, the office, read a bunch of emails, read some more emails, <laughs> downloaded some music, legally. <laughs> Had a meeting with, um, some great people, I don't want to really say any name yet. After that, uh, listened to some music, went to the studio, had dinner, oh, went to the Nets game, we won. We're, we're up 3-2, thank you very much. Um, went to sleep. Good day. Good day, full day. Great day. We are crippled by other people's opinions. You're not posting because you want it to be perfect. Why do you want it to be perfect? Because you're insecure.
You know why, because it just ruins your day when Fat Pants 86 leaves a comment <laughs> and says that you're stupid, right? You're just super sad when you post something and you're used to getting 89 likes, but this one got 62. I have become outrageously fascinated by something over the last two years, which is the majority of people live their lives based on other people's opinions. Whether it's their parents, older sibling, or even worse, the current state, the anonymous person in their YouTube comments. That sucks. I feel honored to be in these situations that I could use my voice and, and do the things I do, you know. Um, it's an extension of my family. It's like the, the things that I do. I tell, I tell my, uh, my, uh, my family all the time. I tell my grandmother, my mom, you know, they, they, they're, they're proud. They're super proud and strong women. And they, they won't ask me for anything. And I say, man, you know, there are times where I don't want to get my picture taken. And I want to eat and, and, you know, paparazzi, like, take photos in your face and screaming at you and, like, taking pictures and you can't take your kid to the park. And I'm like, those are the sort of things that, the reason why I'm okay with it and, and, and why I can cope and live with these things without, you know, as much as a complaint is the things that it allows me to, 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 to do, the spaces that it affords me, the, the rooms I'm allowed to go in as myself. I walk in every room as myself. I don't walk in any room as anyone else. I'm not, I'm not cowering, I'm not speaking soft, I'm not... My voice doesn't change. It sounds exactly the same way. I'm walking as myself and proud, and I speak and I speak for us, and that and that that gives me a joy. I guess I'm honored to be in in those rooms, and so yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.